So I do have to order one more shirt from him because uh, I ran into a gentleman who had a daughter named Olivia and he said she needs this shirt and I wasn't going to give up mine. You mean, so. you mean he needs that shirt? <laughs> yeah, well, this is true. I should probably order one from for him as well. But he asked. Just like, oh, just just right. How old is his daughter? Do you know? Eight. Eight. It's like, give it to him. It's like one of those packages, like open this in five years. It's like, I survived. <laughs> I don't, that's I, I have two two daughters that I'm terrified of, like, you know, the next 10 years of what's going to happen. So I feel like I'll survived. need one. Like, a couple At 13, I don't think you've survived. It's like maybe when they're like 25, you've survived. I don't know. My well, daughter so i have no idea well i mean i feel like like i don't know like surviving like them as teenagers or whatever i don't know like that's like the worst part right like no no i uh, that's what i hear i don't know I'm i don't just, know I'm terrified. i think i was probably pretty sassy still until until uh, i got married oh, so you're <laughs> so you're you're just making it worse for me olivia is what you're saying i mean <laughs> well, I, I had a sister yeah. i remember what she was like so the thing is, is that at some point it becomes more of an issue for your wife. Like it's more of like a daughter versus mom thing than a father daughter thing. So, so I um, might be on the I might be on the, the good team at that point. Is what yes, you're yes, yes. She'll be like, well, at least dad understands me. And then, yeah, you're, you're going to be the good guy. All right. Well, yep. we brought it full circle. I'm glad you've lowered the anxiety level <laughs> all in one foul swoop. Um, so I survived Hurricane Olivia. You like T-shirts. Um, what does being a select business unit manager mean? So the select business unit here at Tricor handles. Sounds special. It's like you guys have like a velvet rope or something. Okay. Yes. And a red carpet. Nothing but I mean, the best. Sometimes we serve champagne and chocolates in the afternoon. Do you have um, a bouncer? <laughs> well, uh, we try not to get too rowdy. Occasionally we need a bouncer okay. on like on a Friday the 13th type of situation but um yeah so we handle all of the commercial accounts or business accounts for the agency that are under ten thousand. so we service them ideally you know we're we're handling the sale and rating and all of that kind of fun stuff i mean i you know in a perfect world we're handling it from start to finish within our department um that doesn't always happen we have 28 locations so uh there's a lot of opportunity for some of that stuff to just kind of fall on someone else's desk or, you know, it just doesn't get transferred correctly. Uh, but we're, we're trying to get our arms around, you know, about 75% of those types of accounts for the agency. So that's, that's the big effort. It's, it's fairly new. I mean, the newest department in the agency, I started working on this five years ago. So it's just kind of a new concept. Um, a lot of agencies were selling off their small commercial accounts and seeing that we're in a lot of very small communities, we wanted to find a way to keep that stuff and work well with it. So it's a, it's a learning process. How is it, how is it going? Well, um, you know, I think one thing that I learned and I learned it within, you know, the first, I don't know. 10 minutes of Jeff Roy's speech at Elevate um, was that you have to be okay with making mistakes and, you know, just learn from those things and pivot. And so, you know, at this point, uh, you know, our workflows have been through several iterations. We'll probably continue to evolve that workflow process. 
Um, you know, the good thing about where the insurance industry is now or where it's going or where we need to catch up to is, you know, as technology evolves or we start to embrace it and implement it, then, you know, we can become more efficient in what it is that we're trying to do, whether it's on the, um, you know, rating and placement of that account or just the information gathering or even, you know, just those transactions. Um, so then it comes back to what, what can we automate and what do we need to, you know, provide the human touch? Like, you know, when are those situations? So, um, so yeah, I think we've learned a lot uh, over the last five years. Um, but yeah, the kind of the way that the industry is, is moving, I, I think is actually really beneficial for small business. And well, that's interesting. I mean, because have you, have you, have you found anything? Because I think that is a, that's something I'm always kind of on. I'm I'm yelling at agents. Like, you know, if you're going after the $5,000 farm account, like just, you got to understand, like, if that's like a realistic goal for you, how have you guys managed to, to make that, make that work for you? From a from like just like a, like again you said ten thousand and under right so right, right. Um, how is that what have you found in that sweet spot like what works well in that like as far as just like efficiency profitability like just kind of ease of sales cycle like what what is that what 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 really like what's a home run in in that in that in that area for you guys or for you yeah so I mean I think what's been key for us is really partnering with carriers that. Um, embrace the small business. Now, every, most carriers say, yeah, 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 they're knocking on your door all day long. We want to write this stuff. We want to write it. We love small business. Um, but at the end of the day, it comes down to, are you giving us what we need? Are you giving us the tools that we need in order to do that? So, um, so yeah, I mean, for me, it's really been partnering with carriers saying, this is the technology we need. This is the efficiency that we need in order to, you know, get this information into your system, get a quote out rate, you know, just issue a policy without a lot of stops in between. Um, if there is a whole long-term, you know, drawn out underwriting process, then, you know, we need to be able to, if it's something special, then we understand like it, but if you're, um, you know, a, a contractor and, you, you know, you're a finished carpenter, we should be able to, you know, make that transaction happen from start to finish in, you know, in a matter of minutes. It shouldn't be a long drawn out process where an underwriter is reviewing it or the apps are sitting on his desk for five weeks, you know, waiting for the opportunity to, you know, be able to work on that quote because he has something that's $50,000 in premium that he needs to work on first. So for us, it's really been, partnering with those carriers that understand what it is that we need to do. It's, it's probably one of the most underestimated steps in the process or just, uh, I would assume people don't pay as much. Eight, most agents don't pay enough attention to, they try and fit square pegs into round holes and they're not as intentional as they probably could be in, in aligning that, that workflow. Mm-hmm. Um, how long have you been doing that? I mean, is it something that's kind of been in, in the culture for a while or do you, were you there for when, to see that shift happen? Well, I think, um, w- you know, when I started this process five years ago, 
uh, I think is really when we saw the larger agencies around or agencies like our size. So I shouldn't say the larger agencies, but, you know, they were kind of shifting away from the small commercial arena. Um, you know, so we saw some opportunity there and, yeah. you know, we just, we did have a couple carriers that kind of said, you know, we, we still value this business. We know that this is what your agency was built on. Uh, so, you know, what can we do? And, and those carriers have been the ones that we've continued to foster good relationships with. And, you know, when we have a, an idea, uh, you know, w- we have a discussion with them and say, is this possible? If it is, when is it possible? So, um, so yeah, I mean, from the get-go, we had a couple that just came out right away and said, we want to partner with you. We want to write this business. Um, the, and then we've had others that have kind of been late to the game and, and a few uh, carriers that have developed the, some great technology just in the last, you know, 12 to 18 months. Um, but, you know, we, we understand the relationships with the national carriers. We get that, but, you know, we're, we're also a very strong believer in the, in the regional carrier system. Um, that's really what we were built on. So we, we, you know, we try and work with both, you know, and make sure that at the end of the day, we have an answer to, you know, 80% of the type of business that's, you know, those requests are rolling in with. So, um, so yeah, I mean, it's, we, there's been a little bit of an evolution in terms of, you know, carriers being added to that list of, of partner type status. But, um, but yeah, I mean, a lot of them have just been carriers that we've had great relationships with for, you know, 20 or 30 years. Yeah. I mean, as far as like size goes, you guys are pretty gigantic in comparison to most of the agents I talk to on a day-to-day basis. Um, what has that experience been like for you working in that environment in contrast, like in comparison to what you see, you know, other smaller agencies dealing with, like, what's like, what's one thing that I guess, give me from both sides. Like what's a, what's like, what's like one of the things that you're like, man, we really got this locked in, dialed in. And I don't know why anybody else isn't doing this. And then like, what's like one of the, the, on the other side of things, like what's one of the things you look at a smaller shop and be like, oh man, you guys have it so good. Like I, I, I hate you right now. Yeah. So I think, you know, as, as you grow, like we have, and, and some of it's been, you know, organic growth and some of it's been by acquisition. Um, I think the thing that we, we all, <laughs> there's a couple things I would say, uh, at some point you can't remember everybody's name. Um, and that's, that's kind of a, a big adjustment, especially when you're in a management position and you feel like you should kind of have an idea of who's who in the zoo. Uh, and it's hard to keep track. You know, we're, we're constantly hiring, um, and, and all agencies are, uh, but that's, you know, so many new faces and trying to keep track of, of all of that change. And, um, it's all, it's all good stuff. I mean, it's just natural growing pains. Um, and I think that, communication becomes so much more critical as you grow. Uh, you know, when you're two or three offices, um, you know, your your communication, I think, is just much more fluid. It, it's just happening all of the time. And, you know, a, as you grow, you just have to be so much more intentional about, um, about communicating. But I do think that, you know, from as we've grown, um, I think we've we've started to embrace how much more important that communication becomes. 
Um, you know, I, I don't know what's happening in Stevens Point, Wisconsin, unless somebody tells me what's happening in Stevens Point, Wisconsin. I don't I don't look up the local news to see, oh, you know, they had 12 inches of rain last night, you know, so just making sure that we, you know, keep in communication on even catastrophic things like that. But I will say the advantage of having a large agency is just being able to have the resources to, um, I mean, we, we cover all types of, of insurance. I mean, we have, you know, the commercial side, personal lines, uh, life and health group benefits. Uh, we have a safety team of, um, you know, even somebody that specializes specifically in transportation safety. Um, and then we have, um, oh my God, oh, a financial advisor on staff. So, um, you know, we try and be that 360 resource for our clients, uh, which I think is, you know, just something valuable that we've been able to bring to the table as we've grown. Now, is that just in your location? So we do have all disciplines in our location. Um, and then obviously there's more of each of those departments across the other 27 offices. Yeah, I mean that's just. I mean, it's. Well, you know, I was just doing a little uh, casual stocking myself here, and I'm. I'm. I've realized that my knowledge of geography when it comes to the Midwest is embarrassing at times, and I really have no idea where Iowa sits in relation to the rest of the country. Um, <laughs> right in the middle. Yeah, but I mean, you don't realize like, oh, there's a spot right there where you're basically in Wisconsin, but not really. And I had no idea. Yes, um, I'm. I, I, yeah, so I could cross over into Wisconsin or Illinois in in three minutes if I had to. If I really needed to get out of the state, I can do it pretty easily. You're probably closer to Chicago than you are. Like, what's Chicago? Like, three hours. Three hours. Yeah. Oh, about three, all the way downtown is about four, but to the airport, three hours. I'm just looking. I'm just looking at a map, and I I guess three hours. So I, I feel like that's a win for me today. That is. That's um, very good. Um. No, I just, yeah, well, because I was looking, I was like, you guys got 28 offices and it looks like it's all in Wisconsin, but I was like, your thing says Iowa and just yep. the, everything didn't line up and I had to zoom in. I'm like, oh, that's how. Anyways, that's really just. My yeah, answers, so we just but. have one office in, in Iowa and then, yeah, 27 throughout the great state of Wisconsin. I don't even know why I just said that because I'm not a Badger fan. I am a Green Bay fan, so I guess I can I can say the great state of Wisconsin. I mean, it's a great state. I don't know. It I is. Mean, it <laughs> It is. I mean, I'm, I'm vegan, so I don't, you know, eat cheese, which cheese? is what they're kind of uh, known for. But, um, I mean, but you I know. think they still let you in the state if you don't eat cheese. <laughs> they, <laughs> they hesitate, but eventually they're yeah. like, well, you seem okay. You can come in. Wisconsin has their own border patrol. Just <laughs> do eat yeah. cheese. What do you think about dairy? Be honest. Uh, uh, do you really want to know what I think about dairy? I can't. Uh, say. I can't say we have too many ad clients. <laughs> I well, I mean, listen. I mean, to each their own, right? I'm like, you do what you do, you know. I mean, yeah, yeah. For me, it's um, it's a choice of health and not a choice of. Uh, I'm not like a PETA advocate. I'm not. Uh, you know, I just bought a leather couch last year. Um, uh, you know, so I'm not. I'm not saving the world. I'm just trying to uh, eat. Save yourself. Food. Yes. Yes. So I was, I was very excited that um, last year at Applied Net, uh, I really didn't get to eat. And this year, they did make sure that I had a vegan entree at every meal. So 
This has nothing to do with insurance, but since we're here, we might as well embrace it. Um, it's always a fun conversation when like you kind of deviate outside of social norms and you just kind of that, per- they just, you have to answer the same question like a hundred times and people just look at you kind of funny. That's always fun in, in those group settings. <laughs> yeah. Where do you get your protein? Is that, what, is that a question you get often? I, I get it all the time. So, Livy, where do you get your protein from? I got my calcium the other day. I said broccoli. Yeah. Um, Mine was, I can't remember where I was at, but I got somewhere like right at lunchtime and there was obviously a group of gathering and and I kind of do like fasting and like I won't eat until later in the afternoon. Mm -hmm. So, it was like 12 Mm o'clock and I was like, did you get lunch? Did you eat lunch? I was like, nah, I'm good. It's it's a little early and that kind of throws people off and I just don't. Sometimes I just let it sit and I don't explain it just to kind of watch them like get confused. (laughs) <laughs> and then other times I'll get into it. So, um, but yeah, that's always fun. Um, I mean, as far as, so like, this is what I find interesting, right? When, you know, you've got, you're working at um, this gigantic kind of, you know, agency. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yet you're, you're very passionate about this kind of grassroots rebel agency nation movement from what I mm-hmm. can tell. Mm-hmm. Uh, how do those how do those things go together? Cause sometimes I feel like they can be, you know, it's funny because, um, so I, I had no intentions to go to Cleveland. I, I, I know you're going to be shocked, but I had no idea what any of this was about. So I knew that there were probably answers out there to some of the questions that I had about how, how can I do this better? Um, but I really didn't know, what those resources were, it wasn't like I was learning it sitting in a continuing ed class. Um, I wasn't really active in any sort of PIA events. And so I, I was definitely missing out on a lot of the insurance world in terms of what networking truly means. So um, March, I think it was, my boss tells me, hey, I think you should go to this conference in Cleveland in June. I had, I mean, honestly, I had no idea what he was talking about. I'm like, okay. So, uh, you know, I, I check at home. Yeah, schedule's good. Uh, go for it. I mean, not like in March we knew what we were doing at the end of June, but I'd like to say that we knew exactly what we were doing at the end of June. Um, so I got registered, booked my flight, booked my hotel. Thank goodness I did it when I did because I didn't have to stay at some other hotel. Um But yeah, I mean, I really had no idea what I was getting into. I hadn't really done anything with Agency Nation. I mean, we get we get leads through Trusted Choice. So that was about the extent of my exposure. Um, So, yeah, I had no idea that this world was out there. I, I, I just really, really didn't. And then I watched a couple of uh, Ryan Hanley's videos before I went I started taking cold showers like two weeks before, um, you know, so there were a couple of things that I had uh, altered in my lifestyle in preparation, but really had nothing to do with insurance. Um, but yeah, it's just like when I got there, my mind was pretty much immediately blown. I mean, right away between 1 p.m. and 2 p.m. on Sunday. I was like, holy cow, there is this whole group of people that love insurance and they want to know how do we make it better and how do we make it meaningful to the customer? Because they have to pay for this. But how do we 
make them feel like they're getting something, even if they never have a claim. And I mean, I, I can't even, I, st- I still can't even wrap my head around everything that I took in during that time in Cleveland. It was, it was just amazing. Like if I could have gone to every single session, I would have gone to every single session. First, that's ridiculously too kind. And of course the check is in the mail. <laughs> But uh, I mean, more interesting, why Why was that such a surprising experience for you? What was so different than what you've kind of become accustomed to within your interactions within the industry? The, I think I had no idea that you could sit in a room with a bunch of insurance agents and the information would be so freely flowing. Everybody was so generous because I think I was used to being in an environment where it was like, nope, you keep your secrets close to your chest. The way you operate is, you know, it's it's yours. It's your trade secret and don't give it away. And uh, I mean, I was just floored. I couldn't take notes fast enough. I, I just. That's certainly not a foreign kind of experience people have had, you know, kind of coming up through the industry. But I mean, you know, with this kind of mind shift, this alteration of, of thinking, What's like one thing that you've changed kind of coming back from that? Well, so for me personally, um, I I, I mean, I started started doing these videos. I mean, at one point my boss calls me and he's like, Olivia, you got all this stuff that you just want to say, like, just say it. And, you know, so I recorded. Wait, wait, wait. You're you're doing videos? Have I seen these videos? They're only on LinkedIn. Oh, wait, no, I, I think I've seen one. I think you, I think you may have liked one and I feel like I, I kind of allude to elevate a couple of times in my videos, but I may just have to like, just start shamelessly advertising. But yeah, I think for me, you know, from a operation standpoint, it just made me think, okay, like just research this stuff, like just learn um, and if there's something that you're like, okay, I think this fits into the way that we do things or, or it slightly alters it, but this is what it means uh, on the customer side or, you know, whatever the case may be. I mean, I think that it just, it, it, it just sparked my curiosity. I mean, I have done so much more research and, you know, just learning. I mean, I, I listen to podcasts like 20 hours a day now. And just I'm constantly taking in content. And, you know, so some of the things I just, you know, I take back to our divisional leaders or to other managers. And I'm like, well, you know, what are your thoughts on this? And, um, you know, so it's I think it's just kind of opened my eyes to just a whole other world of, of how people are doing things. Yeah, I mean, that's interesting. I mean, to just kind of think about where you kind of sit your position, you know, kind of working at a, a kind of really, really ridiculously big agency. I mean, what did what did that trajectory look like, you know, prior to kind of being exposed to that environment versus, you know, what you kind of see now? And, and, and how do you think that those challenges, you know, just kind of trying to do some of these things with, you know, within a bigger organization, like what 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 does that look like to you when it comes to you know the way you saw the industry before and in the way that you kind of you know maybe approach things now yeah so i mean i think it just kind of i don't know i don't know how i was going to get through the industry and this is going to sound like i'm totally like just 
kissing up like nobody's business. But I feel like in everybody's career, or if you're going to have a long-term career in the insurance industry, it's like you have to have those game-changing moments because you can go a long ways in, in any industry, okay? And you can just kind of ho-hum your way along. Um, but at some point, it's like you come to this crossroads and either you're like, well, I got to switch gears because I'm not interested anymore or something just comes along and it just lights a fire. And I feel like that's what happened. I, I embraced this whole new love of the industry. I just didn't know. I didn't know there were so many people out there that felt so passionate about what it is that we do every day. Um, Cause I think, you know, I was one of those people at the party that would be like, oh yeah, I work in insurance. And it was like an instant, like, it was like the party killer, like who invited her type of thing. Um, but then, and actually I don't talk to people at parties cause I'm a total introvert, but um, so I'd be like, oh, I work in insurance. And then I'd back out of the room. Um, but then it was like, no, like I should be like proud of this. Like I'm, I'm giving a service to people that, they generally cannot, you know, take care of themselves. I mean, yeah, they can buy it online, but I also have the power to be the difference maker in terms of whether they choose to purchase it online or whether they choose to, you know, work with an independent agent or, you know, a local agent, or even, you know, even if they're working with us and not, but providing that online experience where they still feel like they have somebody here that they can talk to and ask questions and all of that kind of fun stuff. So, I mean, just seeing the, just the broad array of ideas that are out there and how technology is only going to make what we do even better than what we do right now. Like, that's amazing to me. I can't even, I can't get enough of it. I just, I really can't. Yeah, you I know, could, that's the, I mean, that's the thing that is so, I think, just, I, I talk about it so often and, and, and people around here are probably, are probably maybe tired of hearing me say it, but every time I have the opportunity to kind of, every time this comes up, it's just, it's so important because, you know, there's this entire community of, of enthusiasm for this industry that is available that just so many people, so many people don't know about and and as many times as, as it's mentioned and it's talked about it just it seems like it can never be enough because you know while the people that have maybe been you know in that community for a long time there are people you know like yourself that this is like something that you just just discovered and it's already changed the way that you think about this industry and it's just such a powerful thing that i think really helps people just take their career to a different level and even in some cases actually solidify the fact that it is even a career in the first place. Oh, I totally, I, I mean, I can't even, I can't even stop geeking out about it. When I told my coworkers that I was going to go to insurance nerds day, they're like, well, for one, it's the perfect place for you. But for two, why are you spending your Saturday at an insurance convention? I'm like, well, cause I mean, for one, I'm going to meet some incredible people and I'm probably going to learn something. And, you know, both of those things happened. And it was that that day was amazing because you were sitting there with 600 students and like these people are intentionally getting into insurance, which was not my path. Um, you know, and maybe they're going to be actuaries, which we need. I mean, I'm not downplaying because I could never be an actuary, but um, that's like genius level stuff going on. But um, you know, 
they were they were spending their Saturday just trying to soak up more information about where their industry is going and who are the people in the industry that they need to connect with. I mean, they were they were there taking advantage of that opportunity. And I was happy to be there alongside of them. Um, you know, I got to meet some great people. I got to meet some podcast people. Um, so, you know, it's like, I'm just, yeah, I'm, I'm just a sponge. Like, I just want to soak it all in. And, you know, if, if 25% of it is applicable to what I do now or what I'm going to do in the future, then heck yeah. Like, I'm, I'm so glad that, um, you know, I, I landed in Cleveland and, and, and got to just kind of re-embrace what it is that I do. Cause I, I mean, not that I was ever like, Oh, well, I guess I'll work in insurance for the rest of my life. I never really felt, I wasn't like that, but to just feel like, wow, I'm, I'm part of this evolving industry. Like I'm here as things are just changing and radically changing. Like what, what an amazing time to be in this industry. Yeah. I mean, completely agree there. And I mean, now that you've essentially plugged yourself into this community and, and you're kind of looking forward with such kind of excitement and vigor and there's there's all these new people to kind of befriend and learn from what's the one thing that you are kind of most excited about getting after getting into and being able to be a part of in this industry moving forward oh man that's a great question um geez i think you know, part of the excitement for me is like seeing the next generation and not even necessarily millennials. I kind of sit in that weird, like, I believe the term zenial has been thrown out. Yeah. So I'm definitely a zenial. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I sit in that zenial age bracket, um, you know, so seeing that next wave and then even like now I'm reading up on Gen Z and seeing what they're going to do with the industry. Like, I think that's amazing. Um, but, you know, I think just seeing how automation is going to take care of that transactional stuff that we don't want to handle anymore and letting us like have that one-on-one -on -one human interaction with our clients or whatever that means to the client, like being able to meet the client at their need and not worry about, you know, like, oh yeah, let me process your payment. I mean, that's an important part of insurance. We need the money in order to have a policy. I get that. But, you know, creating meaning in the relationship because the other stuff has been taken care of by a computer, like that's, that's what I love. 